Welcome to the Kick Pod, your weekly DNM on the stuff that matters. Hello, Lawsy. Hello. How are you? I am good. I'm a bit fuzzy brained today. Yeah, I think we you are both. too. <laughs> <laughs> we um we've obviously recently come back from our Bali retreat and think we'll be like this for a little bit it it took so much out of us in a positive way yeah in a very very positive way literally couldn't have had a better week but I just feel like it's gonna take me a while to to feel on top of things (laughs) (laughs) I know have you unpacked your suitcase no no you got home last night at like 11 or 12 yeah no no no. I got home last night yeah so absolutely not and knowing me it's probably gonna be there for a couple of weeks but I am gonna try (laughs) my best and get on top of it I just know uh, so we've got the long weekend coming ahead which when you listen to this would have been the weekend that just passed and I'm working um for some of it but I'm also away so I'm I'm gonna try to get to my suitcase before the weekend but if not, it might be a job for the next and for this you're going week. Going <laughs> to the snow, yes. So, so you don't actually have to unpack your summer suitcase because nothing in there you need for your next trip. Yeah, true. So you don't need to do it. Actually, yeah. Just wait till you're. <laughs> don't give me an excuse not to do it. I need excuses to do it. Josh should be listening, like Laura. <laughs> um. So you're grabbing onto your top oddly. Yeah, What's going I'm in on? a lot of pain right now. <laughs> so, um, I bought a top and like about a month ago and I didn't realise that it was – I didn't try it on because I was like, I'll try it on at home mm. and then if I if it doesn't fit, I'll return it. And mm. then I, I tried it on and, and it's a leotard. Okay. I never wear leotards. I'm not for We're very leotards. tall, so I can imagine not many leotards fit you well. Yes, that's probably why. They're yeah. uncomfortable. I yeah. just can't be bothered with them. Anyway, so I was like, I'll return it. And then because we went away and everything, mm. I forgot. And I was like, oh, I'm not, not going to wear it. So then I'm like, I'll wear it today because mm-hmm. I bought it. Mm-hmm. And I did it up and I'm wearing pants also that – are quite, quite loose. Crutchy, yeah. But when I sit, they cut right in yeah. and I've got this leotard cutting into me with pants. Sounds delightful. It's hurting. So have you undid, <laughs> have you un, like just undo it? Just leave yeah, the flaps hanging. Yeah, but I'm scared <laughs> the flaps might come out. No, no, no. And people will be like, what is that coming out of her top? Mm, no, it's really pretty though. So I think you need to work it out. Maybe just cut it. Maybe cut it okay. and just like, yeah, cut it so it's like a normal top tucked into pants because the top of it's really pretty. Thanks. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to go cut my top. But anyway, uh, so who have we got today? We've got a very special guest, um, friend of both of us, um, Beck Judd, who I'm sure a lot of you, um, particularly Victorians and Australians, will know Beck Judd name very well. But a lot of you might not know um, how bubbly and warm and beautiful she is. Um, she's one of those people that I think you meet and at first you're kind of intimidated because you know how successful and cool she mm. is. Um, and I remember when I met her, I was I was nervous, but then she's just so normal and like funny and a bit like clumsy and lovely that like you just instantly feel this warm kind of friendship connection with her yeah she's awesome and she's just incredible she wears so many hats Mm. she's a career woman she's a mother of four she's a beautiful wife a tv presenter and a radio host and i'm sure i've missed something yeah i was gonna say amongst so many other things she's an author she also has a book oh yeah i actually i bought my friend Haley her book because my one of my friends from high school um it's my first friend that's pregnant so i made sure i got her best book (laughs) And in this chat, we go through what and who has shaped who she is today, how she manages to juggle it all and how she deals with criticism in the media. We hope you enjoyed it. We Mm. really, really enjoyed recording it. Yeah, it was really nice. And we had a few funny random little questions in there too, (laughs) which was was nice to have a bit of a giggle with her. Um, But yeah, hope you enjoy. (laughs) 
Hello. Hello. Hi. So, <laughs> thank you for joining us, Beck. You look great in the new Jagger gear. Oh, do I? Yeah. <laughs> I've literally just left tennis, so I might look okay, but I smell a bit. <laughs> yeah, well, I wish I looked like that after oh, really? any kind of cardio. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, we're usually in here in sweaty gym gear, but today we're just not. Yeah, we're actually wearing normal clothes for once. Yeah, you gals are looking nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Don't know about that. Anyway. Um, so with every guest we have on, mm. we like to warm up with three quick fire questions. But it's mm. funny we call them that. Sometimes they don't end up They're being that quick. Yeah. They're actually a little slow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Hit me with it. <laughs> First of all, three fun facts about you. Um, fun facts. Okay. They have to did be you fun. Know, <laughs> did you know that I'm Maori or Mouldy? I didn't know that. I just yeah. knew that because of the end of the year, but yeah. Yes. Well, I always say Maori, and then my Maori cousins are like, uh, it's not Maori, it's Moldy. You're Moldy. It's M A O. You roll the R, you're Moldy. Ah. So mum's Maori, Moldy. <laughs> yeah. So mum and dad were both Kiwis. Oh, cool. Um, so that's where I get my dark eyes and my dark hair from and my tan. And dad's Pakiha, which is um, a white New Zealander of Scottish and Irish descent. Mm-hmm. So dad's got the brightest, reddest hair. And his kids, so he remarried after mum and dad split up, have the brightest, reddest hair. So it's kind of weird when we're all lined up together because my sister's blonde, I'm dark, and then I've got the two redheads. <laughs> oh, my God. That mm. actually, I knew this um, triplet, these triplets in high school, no, primary school, and two of them looked really alike, really mm. dark skin, dark hair, and then the other one was pale with curly red hair. How weird. And it's so funny that how that can happen. Yeah, genes blow my mind. Mm. The, the throwbacks you can get as well are incredible. Um, another fun fact. Did you know, um, <laughs> this is more like a did you know game. Uh, I started a film and television degree before I moved to speech pathology. Um, ah. So I did my film and TV degree for about a year and I hated it. I oh hated it so much. I'm like, why would anybody <laughs> want to work in that industry? Um, so, it's, sorry, it was a double major: film, TV, and journalism. And the journalism part, I just could not do. And look at you now. It. So I was like, I'm never like, what an awful industry. <laughs> um, it's not for me. So I went and studied speech pathology. Uh, graduated that. Started working in hospitals, and then got these op- amazing opportunities on TV, and started working in TV, and loved it. So I think maybe I was just in the wrong classes or something, and maybe at the wrong school, and it, it didn't float my boat. But it does now. Isn't that isn't that That's funny? It is funny. I think yeah. it's also experience. I think like sometimes learning things by book or in a class can be so draining. But then exactly. if you're actually out, they're doing it. Exactly. It is so different, mm. and I found that. Um, studying speech as well so you you know it's so, so science and uh human biology based and you know there's a lot of rote learning and, and then you actually get out there and you're working with patients here in hospitals or you're treating kids it's so so different mm. it's so much better mm. Mm. last fun fact um i can juggle that is fun Good. did you know that's fun yeah. you know how many that? how many at once ah uh, three. Oh well you, isn't that oh. what juggling is no but you can have like some people can do like six. Jeez, oh, calm down. Come mate. back. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have taken well, away that skill. I learned from you. in year twelve drama. Interesting. The only thing I learned in drama. Did you like drama? Um, or do you I like prefer the juggling? I don't know. I think I feel like if I went back to high school and did it again now with the person who I am now, mm. I feel like I would really love it. But I think back then I was just kind of a bit more nervous and shy yeah. and fully academic. Like I loved maths and science and was a straight A student and just that you know, was the ultimate. So doing more artsy things at school almost felt like a bit of a distraction from 
It was hard from to my do score. Well it. it was all about the score and getting yeah, into okay. uni. So it's kind of like the art stuff was just on the side. Whereas now I'd love to go back and do drama. And actually, someone said to me, he's like um, an actor who I was filming postcards with. And he said, Have you ever thought of acting? I think mm. you'd be good at it. And I was like, I feel like I'm too old to do that now. Yeah. Like, just starting out. I know there's mm. acting parts for all ages, but it would be cool. I don't want to go. It's scary going back to the beginning of something and being new at it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm quite I'm comfortable now where I am. <laughs> but then I feel like, you know, that's how you evolve as a person. You take on more risks and you always mm. try new things. And um, But I guess there's also that um, fear of failure. What if you're really crap at it? Um, and I only really like doing things that I'm going to be good at. Oh, my God. <laughs> the comfortability thing. But yeah. some of those, like, scary um, moments can be the most pivotal moment. Mm. Um, what's a pivotal moment in your either career or just life in general? Um, uh, I think with so life in general would definitely be becoming a mum and I know yeah. that's cliche like when I became a mum I change and people say that um, but then when it actually happens you kind of it's actually quite shocking mm-hmm. because you in the space of like that once your baby's born you go from just being say Beck to being a, a mum mom. like, oh my god I am officially I'm the definition <laughs> of mum now I have yeah. a child yeah and it's it's weird I remember I went home after having Oscar um, my first son he's seven now and I walked into my house and it, I felt like I was an intruder I felt like I was a stranger in my <sighs> house and I felt like everything I was looking at um for example I opened my wardrobe and saw all these clothes and shoes and handbags things that I used to care so much about and I looked at everything and I thought about how much I used to care about that stuff and I just felt like such an idiot. It's like, oh, my God, that Aww. is so not important. And just I felt so different. Mm. I just, it was just monumental, this shift that happens. Um, and then I'd kind of – I was getting used to this new baby and my, my new role and then slowly I'd be opening the wardrobe and feeling a bit like my old self again yeah. and putting my old clothes on and then my old makeup and shoes and stuff and going, oh, I can still be can still the old Beck. I haven't yeah. lost my identity completely but I've spoken to new mums about this and, you know, this is probably, this is in your near future, girls, but that whole <laughs> – you, you do almost have a bit of an identity crisis at the start. Like, can I do both? Am I this the old person or the new person? And it takes a while to join them together. And it's like, I'm still me. I've just evolved. So that was pivotal. Um, in terms of career, I think I was um, thinking about it in the car on the way in. And I think one of them, there's been lots because yeah. I've done lots of different things. So I started modelling when I was really young. I, I was with Vivian's agency from, I was about 15 or 16. And I went and lived over and, modelled overseas for a while and then I thought oh, I better get it like a proper grown-up job. So <laughs> I went to university and ended up being speeching, worked in amazing hospitals in Melbourne in ICUs and trauma wards and neurosurgeons, seeing, um, you know, amazing cases, really difficult cases. And then I started working for Postcards on Channel 9 and I was the Maya Racing Ambassador and that was a really big thing back then. It was when Maya was, um, I don't know if you... you Girls, remember, you might have been a bit young, but it was when, uh, probably would have been 2008, 2009. How old would you have 16. been? Like, I started modelling. I was 16 and you were 2011 or 10, so yeah. Yeah. Just a bit before that. Yeah, so it was when, like, the birdcage and marquees mm-hmm. and everything, it was kind of like at that just... The, the the highest level it's ever been and mm. they had the most amazing ambassadors and it was it was 
they were doing so many incredible things and it's all been cut back a bit now but mm. um I, I remember I was with them for five years and then it got to the point whereas um, with my contract they wanted to roll it over uh, and I just kind of thought, I think I'm ready to do something else. But having worked with such an amazing brand for five years mm. and I really do owe them a lot because they helped build my career up and mm. opened a lot of doors mm. for me because having working for some an amazing brand like Maya mm. is really recognised. Mm-hmm. But it got to a point where I thought if I keep doing the same thing, I'm not going to be able to grow. So... I said, thank you, but no, thank you. I'm just going to go and do my own thing. And mm. that would have been 2000 and it was just after Oscar was born. So I also felt um, inspired as a new mum, like <laughs> who's going to be the new me? But it was kind of just when Instagram was taking off and blogs were really big mm. um, then. And I just started my blog, RebeccaJudLoves.com. Um, I just started amassing an Instagram following and I kind of had this inkling and this gut feeling which I think is so important to listen to. Like, mm. This is going to be your future. This is where you can build your brand on the back of what you've done with Maya and mm. you just need to let it go. So mm. it was such a big thing and people were question, questioning what I was doing. Like, what, you've left Maya? What's going on? Um, but I just needed to do it. And then from then, not having those restrictions, contractual restrictions, mm. opened the door and I was able to work with lots of other brands and really build my career to what it is today. Um, so that was, it was a risk, but it worked. Yeah, because so. yeah, everyone would have been wanting that job. Like yeah. that would have been the, the sa- dream. The job, the, the dream job. It. Yeah, mm. but I just had a feeling just in my gut, like now's the time. Just, it's just got to, you got to do it. So I'd encourage anyone listening, if you get, you know, those gut feelings, it almost is like they're your guardian angels talking. I sound <laughs> all kooky now, but I feel like you've just got to listen to that. There's That's just probably the most important voice um, and it will look out for you and it will protect you and it will keep you safe. Mm. And your blog, I remember I used mm. to read it when I was younger. <laughs> I mean, I still do, but more, I literally used to be like, I need a new winter jacket. Mm. It was the yeah. only place I knew where to go to find out which one I should buy. And <laughs> Did I, you click on it? Yes. But, oh, thank you. But you just <laughs> fill commissions up. You, <laughs> that was, that was a, such a good way of to course, earn money But you sold everything out, literally. I remember if you mm. ever posted anything that was like from ASOS or something, mm. that would be sold out. So I used to be like, yeah. okay, Beck's new blog is going like, I have to be on it in case <laughs> I like something because you'd sell out ASOS. Yeah, oh, I, That's crazy. Yeah, I would go and check um, the data on it. Some of those winter coats, I'd sell like 300 coats Crazy. in one day it's for amazing. ASOS. Yeah, but I feel like you know, blogs still have a place, but it's evolved. You know mm. the space now with Instagram especially. You can do everything on Instagram that I feel and also the audience are lazy. They yeah. just want to stick on the one thing um, and they want you know that bite-sized info and they want it quickly and I mm. think the longer format of a blog still has its place but it's not as um what's the word help me out what do you think with the blog <laughs> it's not as hang on you should be better at this <laughs> than we <laughs> I feel like it's... people don't go to the effort to click through as yeah. much they just want it now and they want to buy it instantly which yeah. you can because since Instagram got that buy now thing mm. yeah. you don't need to go onto the blog and read it you just yeah. click it yeah, but I still have my instantly. blog and it's very important um, for my longer form uh, writing and I've got a fashion editor and I've got a travel editor um, where they can write those really long, beautiful pieces and they're actually proper writers. Yes. Yes. I'm more of a who, what, where, yeah. when kind of, yeah. <laughs> kind of format, but I've got some beautiful writers who um, um, keep that going for me and I chip in with pieces every now and again. So, yeah, that was pivotal, that. Mm. Hmm. That was a lovely uh, look back into the into the past, but what about the future? Do you have any goals in mind that can be short-term or long-term? Yeah, look, I'm I'm, I'm really not sure. I did an interview um, 
about a month ago and the journalist said to me, you know, what does your future hold? It's like, all right, this is the first time where I'm like, I don't know. Um, we're obviously involved with a couple of businesses, Jagged being one of them. Uh, so I don't work in that business operationally, um, but we are shareholders in that. But mm-hmm. just helping that to succeed and grow. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the work that I do on uh, Kiss FM. So I host the 3pm pickup with mm-hmm. Monty Diamond and Yumi Steins. I've loved radio. Yeah. It's so good. Um, and of course, I love hosting postcards, which you're involved in. <laughs> yeah. Steph, our new presenter. Uh, I think I've been on postcards. I first joined when I was pregnant with Oscar. So I think half of my time on postcards, I've been pregnant. <laughs> um, so yeah, look, I love doing that. Um, and working with brands that I feel really passionate about mm. and um, that are really authentic um, and resonate with my audience because if if it's not real, if you're not keeping it real, it doesn't work. So I get excited when I fall in love with something and then I can say to my audience, hey, guys, I found this, whether it's like a throat lozenge yeah. or a, a makeup brand, and then th- for the brand to be made aware of that post and go, hey, you posted about this and it went off for us. Can we yeah. work together? Yeah, exactly. That just makes me happy and mm-hmm. I love promoting stuff that I genuinely love and use and um would be, you know, happy to promote to the cows, come home to people if it's going to improve their life because it did mine. And I think that's why mm. people look up to you so much and trust you. You've always done that. Mm. Like you don't sprig things that a yeah, lot of, you no, know, a lot of things coming through now. Yeah. And that's your gut feeling as yeah. well. And sometimes when a pitch will come through and I'll go, oh, that's great. That's, that's yeah, that's great money. And then I look at it and I'm like, oh, and if I get that twinge, it doesn't mm. matter. It, it doesn't matter what the offer is. It's like, I cannot. And I mm-hmm. feel like you've just got to have that authenticity because in the end, if you're promoting stuff that is not real, then people drop off you and they go, oh, well, she's, you know, we used to trust her and look up to her and she's lost us. So I feel like, um, and you guys do a great job of this. Like you've just got to keep it real and you have like, you know, that word influencer, like if you actually break it down, you are influencing people's lives. Mm. So it's your role models and it's important so you've just got to keep it real Mm. what were you like when you were younger Uh, before uni before uni I was you said you were from New Zealand did you grow up there uh, I grew up in Perth so mum and dad moved over to Western Australia in the mining boom uh, of the late 70s early 80s and they had my sister and I there so we're West Aussies yeah Perth like born and bred um but, yeah, so it's my sister and I live with mum and my stepdad and we were always with dad and my stepmom on school holidays. Um, and just, I was just a really kind of geeky kid. <laughs> like I love sport, played netball, you know, four or five times a week, ended up playing state league netball, loved it. Um but, you know, just a really hard worker and just loved getting everything right at school. Like every test had to be 100%. If I got one thing wrong, it would be like, oh, my God, I only got 99%. <laughs> like just an absolute perfectionist. perfectionist. And I'd remember getting my, you know, school reports every term. And um, they used to give you like score one, two, three, four or five. And if I didn't have all ones, I'd be a bit flat. Like I think I'm still a bit like that now. <laughs> I have not changed. We were everything talking had to about that the perfect. other day. It had to be the smartest <laughs> at everything. Not not. Um, just academic, not other things. I didn't have to be the fastest and I was never into, um, you know, um, looks or anything like that. It was just all about being really smart. Mm. That was my thing. Mm-hmm. If I was going to do it, like what I said earlier, if I was going to do it, I had to be the best at it. Um, so, 
Yeah. Was the only way to get validation, I think, is mm. it? Steph and I were talking about it the other day because one of Steph's friends was writing reports because she's a teacher, and I was like, "Oh my god, I used to count down to yes. my report day because yes. I was like, I had to know that I was doing really well." Yeah. And then, no, I and just knew that every time it was going to say the same thing. It was going to be like, "Steph, <laughs> she's talks a too bright, much." Yeah, pretty much. She's a bright student. She just needs to listen more. And I was like, <laughs> "That's every my single sister. Teacher. You're my sister, and Laura, you're me. <laughs> I'm you. We're the same, so you get it." Um, yeah, fun. But it was Funny. the only way, and I suppose now I mean you can get validation through so many other things as you're an adult but as a kid it was the only way to get it yeah. The report yeah or like I guess if you were the sporty kid like that was your thing like you had to be you know or if you're an artsy kid or um but you had your one thing you were good at and you just yeah you needed that validation and I just lived for reports and you were the smart kid I was the smart kid (laughs) and that was it was good because I was at a school where that was seen as cool yeah whereas I talked to my husband about it and he said oh you would have been like you would have been bullied at our school because at some schools if you were smart like that was embarrassing was it all girls or no boys and girls but we're just really lucky the school was an amazing um in sports and um academically that everything was encouraged and I feel lucky um the school that my kids are going to it's the same you know okay. being smart is cool so everyone wants to be smart everyone wants to get the merit certificates everyone wants the highest scores so um i think that's really great yeah mm. that's amazing mm. how old were you when your parents separated four and do you you were so young i mean when it happened to me i was 12 so i remember quite a lot of it but mm. did it change you in any way or you were so young you know, it's hard it. to say it, it is one of my earliest memories was yeah. mom getting in the car and leaving mm. at, as a four-year-old but I don't know. Like, I think it made my sister and I really resilient. It mm-hmm. meant that we were always around different groups of adults. So it was mum's mum's um, family. Then my amazing stepdad, Mark's, Mark's family. Um, so we lived with mum and Mark. And because mum's family were all in New Zealand, we used to visit them. Mark's, Mark's family were my Perth family. And so they were my, my nana and papa, my aunties and uncles and cousins were all Mark's family. So just being surrounded by, yeah, different adults, different families and just making it work. Um, so four families Kate and I have and um, just family dynamics and so I think we learned a lot about EI and um, just just social dynamics and um, it was all really good and really harmonious. Um, That's good. Yeah, we were lucky. Yeah, we were really lucky and mum and dad get along so so well and that we're always so good with each other in front of Kate and I like I can never even remember them having a single That's argument so good. even now like they check up on each other so I feel like you know you hear horror stories when people separate and um you know even stories about horrible in-laws like mm. I'm so lucky my husband's family are incredible just like mine so I feel like I've escaped any bad energy around families I've just been really <laughs> blessed <laughs> in that sense Mm. That's really that's really nice. But and did it scare you at all? Like going because I know some people think that like if they go through something like that, it might affect their own relationship, future mm. relationships at all. But you, I mean, you and Chris seem to have the most amazing bond oh, as, as a couple. Mm. Um, were you always like not? You never really worried about that sort of thing going oh, into serious relationships. No, I never worried about it. But I am conscious now mm. just how important it is to keep the family together and to work on your relationship. Mm. So I remember. At school, I was so embarrassed that my parents had broken up because yeah. it's what made me different. Yeah, you said um, that. I was exactly the yeah, same. Yeah, I was ashamed. It's like, oh, if you come from a broken family, like your family's you're a broken. bad family. Like yeah, you're, you're a bad too. family. Mm-hmm. You're, you're just a bit, oh, I, yeah, I was embarrassed by it. And I don't want my kids to feel like that. And yeah. it was silly looking back, you know, and there's like so many families. Now it's, it's, so it's like 70%, so isn't it? It's like but more common. Chris and I have, yeah, had that 
conversation and, mm. and our kids see other people's parents broken up and and they just come to them, would you guys ever break up? Because oh. these people are breaking up, this person's breaking up and we just said we promise we will never, ever, ever break up because kids worry about that. Mm. Yeah, and I did. I hated it. Yeah. Mm. How mm. important is Chris to you with support? Because you are both... It's quite rare, I think, for mm. both parents to be so high achieving. Mm. Is that absolutely essential for you to have a partner who supports mm, yeah. everything that you yep, do and abs- you support him? Yep, yep, absolutely. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing yeah. and we wouldn't last. Yeah, and I feel that's why we chose each other and we're a good fit mm-hmm. because we have that mutual respect. We are so, we're, we're different, but we are so similar mm-hmm. in our values and um, morals, ethically, all of that. Um, we can watch a situation unfolding and we'll look at each other and we'll both give this exact same, like, eh? <laughs> like yeah. it's funny. Uh, so, yeah, so you, he usually does the mornings at home. Mm-hmm. So he lets me sleep in. I'm such a slow riser. He lets me sleep in. He'll get up. He'll go downstairs. He'll put the coffee machine on, um, get the bottles ready for the twins, and then he will come up with a a coffee in each hand and his tracksuit pants and a bottle in each pocket. He'll walk up, come over, leave it by my bedside as I slowly wake up, double shot latte, best in Melbourne, (laughs) made from our coffee machines, incredible. And then he'll go and get the twins up, change their nappies, bring them into bed with me. Then he'll go back downstairs, make the kids' lunches, pack their school bags, drive them to school, um, and then... And then I'll do the afternoon. So I'll do school pickup, bring them home, homework, dinner. And, you know, sometimes we miss things. We're in our watertight mm. schedule. It's like, mm-hmm. well, I told you I was working and you were meant to pick the kids up that day. Well, no, you didn't. I'm like, no, I did. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, sometimes little cracks appear, but we just have to, it's communications key. I know it's so, yeah, so no, cliche. No, no, but so you've true. just got to keep talking. And I feel like if there's something that's a bit, uh, and you just let it go, it's like the elephant in the room. It gets bigger and bigger mm. and bigger. So just call it out straight away. Like, oh, you know, when you didn't tell me that, can you just let me know yeah. next time because it annoyed me? And mm. then he'll go, oh, but I did. And I put it in here. I'm like, oh, you actually did my bad sorry I'm glad we got that out because I was festering and annoyed at you for something that I actually did (laughs) um so yeah we um we're rock solid and we've got we support each other but we've also got lots of help at home like you cannot work as much as we do yeah and um be a parent of four kids like you've got to have help so we've got great family support uh we've got a part-time nanny Charlotte who's amazing (laughs) she's actually a teacher so she's kind of she's she just knows behaviour management and, you know, good environments for the kids to be in to learn and she helps us out so much. So we're lucky we – but we always make sure, you know, we're home in the morning we're always doing school pick-up. So Mm -hmm. even though we've got help, we're also very present as well and I think it's it's good for the kids because they get this resilience because Mm -hmm. they're around other people Um, but they also see us working really hard as well. So I feel like – yeah, look, it is a juggle but I feel Mm -hmm. like we're we're getting there. Mm. And I'm glad Laura brought up the fact that you're both, you know, in your own right, working so hard and, and doing so well um, and and that you've both been able to um, support each other through that because, I mean, I, I, wor- I really wanted to bring up the term and I really want to know your opinion on it, mm. of if you've ever been called, well, I know you've been called a wag mm. as labels and mm. labels aren't always the greatest thing. Mm. And I really want to know how you kind of dealt with that at the fir- at first when it like first mm. started happening to you. Does it still happen? What do you, do you think it, does it bother you? Or do you care? Yeah. No, I don't really care. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny. I think when it's said in a jokey way, um, like just say I'm going out with some girls mm. and some, my school mums will say, oh, who are you going out with? I go, oh, just the wags. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as a piss take. Yeah. Um, I think it's fine, but I feel like 
like when you know maybe media describe you as that person and you know as a wag and a wag only it's kind of like oh come on we're past you've done yeah, so more much than that. but I'm not easily offended yeah okay if I was I'd be like in a little corner in the room <laughs> you know over there crying if I got offended about every mean thing yeah that someone said I've got the thickest skin seriously mm. um so look I, I mean if I'm getting annoyed about something like that and really letting it upset me then I think I've got to have a bit of a look at myself and and work out why that's offending me so much yeah but it, it doesn't but yeah I can kind of I can kind of see how um maybe maybe journalists have a responsibility to look more the way they at, talk about it yeah, yeah look more at what the, the person and what she may offer than just labeling her as mm-hmm. a wag yeah absolutely and I mean that like obviously there's nothing wrong with that's all that someone does if someone is literally just a wife yeah, a supportive, but, a supportive wife exactly, and mother. It's and so much. That's amazing. Yeah, but yeah. you also, on top of that, and and being a supportive mother to four kids, and all of the roles that you were talking about before, whether it's like postcards or the radio, everything you do, you wear so many hats. Mm. And I was actually speaking to Leanne about this the other day on set mm. at Postcards. One of the producers, she's our boss lady. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> she's great. And she mentioned like we were both talking about how you're always so together. You know, like mm. we just think it's so incredible that I honestly don't think I know someone who's harder working or busier in their life. Huh. But you always look amazing. You have the best energy. You just like all, all around, you seem so well put together. Oh, thanks. Um, so <laughs> <Composed>. <laughs> a few questions there. Um, a, how do you do that? And um, B, do you ever feel not put together? Do you ever? I, I really want to see like... <laughs> hey, a breakdown. No, 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 I'm joking. I'm joking. We'll have one I feel like I'm really good at self-monitoring. If, if I'm starting to feel really stressed um, or anxious or on the verge, I kind of just, I can modify it yeah. straight away. I need to make sure that I'm getting enough sleep for yeah. one. Yeah. Um, sleep's so important to me. As I was saying, I'm a late riser. I, I just need, I need those hours, mm-hmm. minimum eight every mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. Um, I get really Really, you wouldn't believe it, but I'm always hungry. And if I'm not having proper meals all the time, I get really hangry. Mm-hmm, and that's at work when I will lose it, when I can't do my pieces to camera. Usually I get my pieces to camera done because we don't have an auto cue, yeah. Steph, do we? We just have to memorise yep. everything yep. and just be like amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if I have not eaten proper food, that is the only time where I will forget my lines. Yeah. So I always need to make sure that yeah, I'm nourishing my body um, and exercise is key as well mm. because you girls know as well, if I'm not exercising, I'm not eating properly, I'm just being lazy at home and eating crap food. Like when I was at uni, I literally had red rooster, like a, um, <laughs> a rooster roll every single day for lunch. <laughs> and I just had this brain fog and I felt lethargic and just crap and, you, you know, you're just more sensitive to mm-hmm. small little annoying things. So I feel, yes, yeah, sleep, good food, exercise. Mm. And also not working too much. So whenever yeah. I've got a really busy week, just say for postcards, I've got to fly to Canada and film for a week and then I get home and I've got back-to-back shoots or radio or whatever, that actually starts to make me feel like, <gasps> because I feel so like you a do. bad mother. Oh my God, but then I'll go, But then I'll go just cancel things and shift them. Good. So I can Good. see, I can, very feel it, I can feel it coming and then I do things to avoid that situation happening because I know if I got home and I did have to do all the bookings that I'd done, I, I know that I, I wouldn't feel good. So, yeah, being in tune and, mm. and avoiding the situation by making changes before it happens. Mm-hmm. Mm. And you touched on when you said you... When, about eating and having to eat regularly, you mentioned like as a joke, like you'd, you'd be surprised. Yeah, no, look at these legs. No, <laughs> but like, are you kind of sick of that? Because I mean, I've seen how much you eat and like yeah. know that you live a very healthy, balanced lifestyle. Yeah. Are you so over the media kind of because of your appearance making yeah. you feel like... 
I'm, quite, I'm so used to it. Yeah. Mm. So you just kind of, at the start, I'd kind of, I'd speak out and I'd try and change it. And then I kind of felt, oh, it's wasting so much of my energy. And some yeah. people are just never going to see it. And I think that's more them not wanting to see it. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I can, I can eat whatever I want, whenever I want. And I just, I'm, I'm naturally very, very thin. Mm-hmm. And I think I must have the fastest metabolism <laughs> in the world. And I know that that would be so hard for some people to understand, especially yeah. because I'm definitely in the minority there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I can see why people would be like, how is that possible? What are mm-hmm. you doing to look like that? You must yeah. be doing something. It's like... I'm not. Yeah. And have a look at Oscar, my son, his yeah. legs. Oh, I feel sorry for you. And your sister, though. <laughs> Chris is like, he's got your legs, he's got your knobbly knees. Like, he has these little sticks. Yeah. But I'm, I think, but that's not a problem for him because he's going to grow up and no one's ever going to say to him, oh, you don't eat. Yes. It's going to be, oh, he's a really skinny guy. Yeah, exactly. You know, Isn't so men weird. don't have to worry about mm-hmm. stuff like that. Whereas with me, people think I'd try to look like this. I was just born like this. Yeah. Um, my mum's the same, my sister's the same. Yeah, your same. sister and you have exactly the same but body hey, type. do you know what? What? So there's this, <laughs> apparently there's, you guys might have done this, there's this, um, I think it's called My DNA or... I saw, like I saw it at the chemist recently. And you can swab it and it tells you your metabolism. Oh. I'm like, I'm going to do it and I'm going to blow their computer up because they're going to be like, whoa, what is the metabolism on this person? But my mum actually bought it for me and I'm actually going to do it because I'm really interested mm, to, see. to see what it says about my mm. DNA and my body and what foods I should be eating and so forth because... I, yeah, it, it, it might be nice to just have data to say to everyone, see, <laughs> fastest metabolism in the world. <laughs> Isn't it's it in my DNA. That you, have to, that you feel like you have to justify that. Yeah, it is. And uh, it's kind of... You feel like you have to or you don't really... Uh, I felt like I did in the past yeah. more and mm-hmm. now it's kind of like, guys, like, I feel like my audience who have been following me for ages and following me through four babies... Yeah. I have big babies. Yes. I grew twins who were above the average size for the gestation they were born at. Of one placenta, identical twins, I fall pregnant like that. I'm like yeah. the most healthy, fertile person and I grow big babies and I think people just seeing that my body's just stayed the same the whole time, it's like, oh, we think she is telling the truth. Yeah. Um, so I feel like now I can just kind of let it go a bit. But there's still always like a, a trolley blow-in who'll come of in course. and say something and I just go... Block delete, block delete, block delete. I used to leave the comments up and then I just got so sick of it because it had just turned into a clickbait story. Mm. As you guys would know, it's like, oh, fans erupt on Beck Judd's page and (laughs) the Daily Mail just pick up some crap troll comment and then someone fighting about it and then making it a, a, when I say news, I use that term, you know, loosely, and you're making it a clickbait news story. And I got got so sick of it. I used to leave it up like, I don't care. And then it's like, well, I do care when everything ends up in the news mm. and then people in the street are like, oh, are you okay, love? I saw that story about your <laughs> ugly Christmas tree. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Can people just yeah. shut up? Yeah. So that's when I just started block, delete, block, delete. And yeah. it's so much better because you're not wasting that energy going, that person said that about me and then you're thinking about it and then more people say it and then other people fight. And then it's just taking the energy away from the people you care about spending mm. time with or yeah. work that you're supposed to be doing. It's such an energy drain. Mm. So if you block delete, then it's gone. It's like poof, gone. So it's, I encourage anyone who's having issues with trolls or nasty comments, don't leave it there to fester. Yeah. It's like a cancer. Just get it, it off out. your page and block the person. And is that why you turned your comments off? Because I know at some you did turn them off at I some did, point, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, it was you so liberating. Was so it? liberating, yeah. And it was more it was more when the clickbait stories were happening mm. every day yeah. from troll comments. And I feel like that is the laziest form of journalism mm. when you use a troll's comments to base an article on. Mm. And that it's just 
it's the way that news unfortunately is operating these days and it was yeah it was happening every day and I just got sick of seeing myself in the clickbait news so I thought if I don't give these lazy journalists um (laughs) an opportunity to see troll comments and they can't write these stupid stories about me and it worked because they stopped they didn't have any content um and then but then as you know the Instagram algorithm came in (laughs) and you get dirt shit from Instagram if you have no engagement so I would have low likes which I didn't care about um but low so low likes and no comments Mm. so the lowest engagement ever of anyone ever on Instagram (laughs) and then I'd, there was, you know, like commercially, I used Instagram as you girls do. Some of the, my main business tools, my main marketing tool. So then, if yeah. my brands like, hang on, no one's seeing your posts. Um, but then I think a really good thing, and a lot of people don't know about this, but you guys would just use the comment controls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I've I didn't blocked, hear that. Yeah, I've blocked certain words. Yeah, blocked words. Oh. So you, oh, you should say the words that are, that are <laughs> my oh, comment controls. So like, obviously, I've got like, you know, um, skinny yep. skeleton. And so if someone tries to troll me on that, <laughs> they can't. They can't. Some of my other friends um, who you know have a high profile often in the media, they have their comment controls set mm-hmm. up for things that they often get trolled mm-hmm. about. I've got a you know a friend with a big nose, and people always give them mm-hmm. a hard time, so they've got nose yeah. in there. So yeah. then they yeah, so it just gives you a layer of protection where you can go to bed at night and wake up in the morning and know no. that you haven't got like a thousand filthy comments on. And there. I found it actually works really well. What it's, did you? It's I, 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 didn't even, I didn't even. I didn't even. Oh, I don't, that was going to tell you okay, what true. I've written down, but yeah, it's it's helped a lot. Yeah, and they're basic swear words as well. I mean, yeah. Instagram does a good job of swear words, but just other like slang words, you yes. know, like not nice yep. words that you would call a, a lady. So yeah. just those <laughs> things, you know, your SLUTs yes. and those kind of things. You just put them in. Yeah. yeah. I think another thing, just as a general rule, and I see this posted a lot, um, is if Instagram's making you feel shit, mm. get off it. Mm. Yeah. Have those breaks. Yeah. If you don't feel good when you see photos of other people's bodies or their lives or their kids or whatever just you just need to have a break and think mm-hmm. about why they're affecting me so mm-hmm. much yeah I've I can categorically say I've never ever seen a, any photo on Instagram and had you know really negative like jealous envious or just um kind of mean thoughts about them and mm-hmm. I feel like I've got a pretty level head and I'm um you know, confident and I've got really good mental health. So I, I think that's why I don't react mm. to things. But if you are, then I think maybe reflect personally a little bit more and work out why and maybe have a little break. Mm. Mm. Don't you think? Yep. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Even us, we were just away last week mm-hmm. and the reception was so bad that it was like it would take five minutes to load one thing. So there's mm. no point. We kind of just so did our nice posting and then to was get off away it. from it. Yeah. yeah. We had no idea what was going on in the yeah. world outside yeah. of that retreat and it was so nice. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Going on success because you've had you a lot of... sex and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's not one of those podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's a good idea for one of those podcasts. <laughs> um, I mean, we obviously see you as incredibly successful um, and we'd be really interested to know your idea of success, um, mm. what it is now and maybe has it changed? Did you have a different idea of success when you were younger? Yeah, maybe. I think, you know, younger you would think success is having money mm-hmm. and the house and everything. And I think now it's just about being content yes. and healthy, I think, and just having time um, and to be doing what you want to do. Mm. So I, I literally love every single thing I do. I'm in a position where only I'm so lucky I can only I only take on work that I absolutely love. Mm. So it's a joy going to work and I think mm. that's a success. Because yeah. um, it hasn't always been like that. And I've had jobs where I'd rock. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. 
getting the car. I'm like, I don't want to go to work today. Um, but you've kind of, you've got to go through that and you've got to work your butt off to get in a position where you can pick and choose and mm-hmm. you can you create your day. Um, so I think that work-life um, contentment is success. Yeah. That's so nice. Mm-hmm. And to finish off. Yeah, and you girls are there doing that now. Like, look, you girls are in your 20s oh, and you're pretty that. close. <laughs> it's well, amazing. I mean, yeah, so yeah. It's, about, it's about finding that balance that doesn't really exist, isn't it? Like, yeah. Um, or knowing yeah. it doesn't exist. Yeah. I think that's been yeah, nice. Yeah, just doing Being the best okay that you can. That. Yeah. 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 what you have. So we're all very successful. Oh, oh, look oh, at no, us. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. <laughs> no yes, you, Beck. <laughs> so to finish off, um, we would love to know, mm. if you could play any character this in any movie, yeah. who would it be and why? Oh, God, I need to think about this <laughs> one. Give me an example. Um, do, you, do you know who I love? Yeah, got it. Do you know who I love? It's not a movie. It's a show. Yes, mm. it can be a show. The Bold Type, Sutton <gasps> Brady. Her boyfriend, which is so cute. And her, her style, style. And just her... She like has fun, but she's like a little bit naughty too. But has fun, but has a great job. She's nice. She's down to earth. She has a cute boyfriend. I love <laughs> last night. We were on out. the couch watching it, the and best. I was like, "Oh, Dalton, love something. Look at Richard. <laughs> I know Richard. I've got a real thing for Richard, and I can't, I can't place where what other movies he's been on because I know his face when he yeah. came on. I'm like, oh, that guy. And I'm like, oh, where's that guy from? But I just love him and he's so nice and understanding with her. He uses <laughs> so me. I want to be Sutton Brady. Thank you. <laughs> I follow her, Megan Megan. Oh, Megan you? Fahey, I think her name is, on Instagram. The other two girls, her. the other two characters, sorry, annoy me a little bit. Jane and Kat. Um, Kat's Australian, by the way. She was on the Saddle Club. Yes. 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 From her the Gold Coast. Yes. She's um, awesome. But yeah, I, I just I'm obsessed with the bold so people, Have you watched it, Steph? Have you watched it? No. It's like you sex, have to. It's like Sex in the City for millennials. It's really good. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. Except people say that I look like Jane, and because nah. she frustrates me sometimes in the show, I'm like, oh, I just want to be sudden. <laughs> Tiny Jane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's like, I get all the time that I'm Alicia Silverstone from Clueless. Totally. But I get, I, see, see, I get the physical resemblance, but because she's so ditzy, I'm like, oh, yeah, no. that's great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, anyway, thank you. And uh, that was a lovely <laughs> note to finish note. on. <laughs> what was her name? Um, name in Clueless. Cher. Cher? Cher. 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 I don't think I've seen it. You oh, haven't oh seen it? Oh, my God. Are you yes, serious? I feel like this podcast room is just for you to be like, you haven't seen it? You have Every to go and episode. see Clueless. You love it. In the, it's like they're a bit older than me. So being I can't able believe to watch you haven't that, seen Clueless. I know Watching that movie in the 90s, that was <laughs> I like, aspired to be those girls yeah. in okay. LA at that high school wearing the, the socks the, and the skirt. Yeah, pleated skirt. And the pleated. Yeah, I know. The tartan. Mm. Loved it. I can't Icons. believe you haven't well, seen Well, I know Iconic. the style. Okay. Go and see it. <laughs> okay, Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Vic. <laughs> So we hope you guys enjoyed that chat as much as we did. If you'd like to hear more or see more from Beck, we've got her Instagram handle down in the bio and I'm sure you can find out all of her other details on there. So it's Beck Judd mm-hmm. and Rebecca Judd loves his yep. blog. And now for the question of the week. Yes, which is we got this one from a DM because yes. we are celebrating that mm-hmm. we have launched into Woolworths this mm-hmm. week, which is so exciting. We've never been in Woolworths before. And so the question was from Jess and it was, what is your favourite product from the new Woolworths range? So our range is a bunch of, it's protein, sports and diets. We've got protein bars, balls, protein powder, electrolyte drinks. Um, It's all 
It's literally, we were so excited not just to be in Woolworths, but the actual products that we're launching, we're really excited about. Um, and I think my favourites would be the Choc Mint Protein Bar. Oh, yeah, that's And a the Vanilla Protein Powder. The I have never tasted something as good as our spread. Uh, sorry, this is sounds. This sounds really not. This sounds really like. It's okay. You we can think ours is the best. Be into it's your not own. the best. It is. I mean, sorry. It, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah. Okay. I really I feel like she's really unsure about this. Like our espresso protein. It's possibly the best thing I've ever tasted mm. in my whole life. So that is wow. my favorite. They're all amazing, but the espresso protein. I if you like the flavor of coffee, it kind of tastes like a healthy version of a coffee big M. So oh, yeah. I'm a big fan. I can see how that would. Oh my gosh, I haven't even tried putting cacao in with the coffee espresso. It would be like a mocha. Yes. We should do that tomorrow. Okay, let's do that for breakfast okay. tomorrow. So <laughs> there are our new favourite products. We'd love to hear what you guys think about the products as well. Um, where We love that we are so in touch with our community because honestly, guys, your feedback on the products is how we can grow and, and make them perfect and, and bring out what you kind of want to bring out, hopefully, if they let us. <laughs> um, but we have so many more plans to do with this range, this sort of thing. And, and protein is a really big thing for us that we've literally been asked, I don't know, how, almost daily for years mm. about what protein powder we recommend so we're really really excited to be able to recommend our own <laughs> Woo! it's very exciting and also i hope everyone is loving the june challenge mm. all of your motivation in the community has been amazing so keep going and if you haven't joined yet you can still join our free trial is live now so if you join at www.keepitcleaner.com.au you can sign up for seven days free yeah just pick the month to month option and if in that seven days you don't like what you see, you are not locked in. Of course not. But so we yeah. would love you to like what you see. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we we're going to stop talking about ourselves now. <laughs> next week. Yeah. Oh, it's a good one next week. Yes. Uh-huh. I mean, they're all good. I, I'd say that about any of our podcasts. But um, yeah, make sure you tune in and make sure you subscribe because that's how you can be notified as soon as they're up. Um, and it really, really supports our channel. Yeah. Thank you. Our channel of, of not YouTube. Well, Channel. Can you say podcast that about a podcast? Channel, podcast page. You can say channel for podcast. Let can't us know, you? guys. Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>